When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. So let's find out a little bit, shall we? Kane Little's the Chief Executive of Carlton. Kane, welcome to Crunch Time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Apologies, I'm a little late. Survived the evacuation? Yeah, there was an evacuation and I've actually got my 10-year-old son here and he just said, this sounds like at home, Daddy, when you cook the toast. (laughs) (laughs) The smoke alarm. Has there been a discernible difference around either the team or the club? since the events of Monday. Yeah, there has. David Teague, uh, he's elected to take a really positive approach with the group and I sort of just got caught the end of, uh, of Bob and what he was talking about then and I tend to agree with him. I think you'll see probably a freer style and a more, a more attacking style. Um, I mean, David's got 10 or 11 weeks to, um, to show his wares um, and, and we've got players who, who probably in similar positions. So... Um, you know, I tend to think that uh, you will see a, a, probably a more attacking shackles released a little bit and there's no point Deegie trying to bring in a, a new layer of defensive structures with with 11 games to go. So time's of the essence now, so let's just get straight to it. D- did the club lose sight of the imperative of winning at least from time to time given the big picture view that, that Carlton took? I, I think that's a reasonable question to ask. I don't think we ever did. I think there were, there were so many reasons why... Uh, we weren't. We felt like we weren't getting the wins, and you know, in, in defence of Bolts and, and and others, you can sort of only play the hand you've been dealt. And if you go back to the hand that we that we had been dealt, there were a number of reasons why we weren't performing. Now, um, you know, last year we had we had the issues of a really young list compounded with all the injuries. Um, so you're probably trying to find the forest from the trees about what, why it is you're losing, but there's so many other things going on around it. I think we got to the point this year we did want to see improvement. Um, we probably felt there were games early we should have won that we didn't. Um, and then that had sort of spun us into a bit of a cycle over the last four to six weeks where we, we probably couldn't see a way out. Should Brendan have been told earlier than last week that the win-loss equation was now imperative? No, no, I don't think so. I think as a senior coach, everyone understands the importance in wins and losses and no-one was trying harder to win games than Brendan. So um, th- there was there was no there was no necessity or no point because he, he, he was doing his best. He couldn't have done any more. Um, you know, and as as was mentioned, we did have the conversation uh, the week before um, to to let him know that it was now getting dire with the wins and losses. And then our performance last week, and it, it's not just around the wins and losses; it's it's that ability to kick scores that give you a chance to win games consistently, which we we probably haven't been able to do. Did the plan fail, Brendan? It was the least experienced team that he had coached out on the field on Sunday, and since round six, it had been getting less and less experienced. Like, I can't believe that was the plan in the middle of year four. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure three and a half years ago that wasn't the plan, and we certainly didn't make the decision based on one game. But the plan that keeps getting referred to, uh, that was really a plan to go to three drafts. So there has been a lot of commentary, has the plan been successful or has it been a failure? Well, if you're prepared to say, if you're prepared to look at our 18 to 22-year-olds um, and and assess the talent there, 
which was the plan. I'd argue if you contrasted that with any other club, our 18 to 22-year-olds are as talented as anyone. So from that perspective, the plan's, the plan's been a success because that's what we set out to do. Clearly in year four, we wanted to see more development and we wanted to see more wins. So in concert with the talent that you gather is what you have on the other arm, which is retaining experience. Did the plan cut too deep? And it is before your time at the club, but did you shed too much experience to complement the young talent that was coming in? Oh, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I think if you looked at it now and, and, and you looked at our, our age demographics in, in recent weeks, I think it would be hard to deny that, yes. And does that... That seems a mitigating factor for Brendan. It didn't help, no. If you if Carlton cast its plan over again, would it be a different plan to the one that's been executed? Um, I think, as I said, the plan was to go to three and, and what has become four drafts and bring in the young talent. Again, you can only play the hand you're dealt. And with the greatest respect, because I wasn't here, but my sense of the Carlton list at the end of 2015 was it was uh, underperforming, ageing and overpaid. So... As I said, you can only do what, with what you've got to work with. So there was decisions made that that had to be changed and it had to be turned over. Um, and as a result, we, we did go quite young. Um, but as I said, I keep pointing to that talent of 18 to 22-year-olds. Really, those third and fourth year players, they're probably the ones we would be hoping to see more of. And you've seen glimpses of it this year. You know, Harry, uh, I think he, he might still be ranked one in in, 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 the, in the competition for competitive... Uh, for, Contestant for marks. marks. That's Thank you, Dermot. Um, yeah, Charlie's had a couple of really good years, but he's probably been off the boil a little, but, you know, saw patches again last week. It's probably that consistency, really, in those third to fourth year players that, w- that we're missing out on. What, what was the marker, do you think, for 2019, given you reiterated in the press conference that you were trading that first-round draft pick one way or the other, either for Shear or mm. for Stocker, as mm. you ended up doing. You, you wouldn't have believed that was a one, two, three pick, would you? Uh, well, we certainly were hoping that it wasn't, and we still remain hopeful that it won't be. Um, it, we weren't going to trade it uh, at any cost. We offered it up for, for Dylan Shear. He thought uh, we obviously really wanted him. I think that's quite public. Uh, we then refused to trade that pick until Port, I think it was Port Adelaide had selection 18. Until that was confirmed and we knew our player was there, we refused. So had Liam been picked up, we weren't trading that pick. So it wasn't a get rid of it at all costs. Uh, you've got a recruiting team there who were really keen on a player, ranked him really highly. Um, and what, what you also need to remember is we haven't simply given that pick away. Yep. We've traded it for another first-round pick. You swapped down, yeah? We did, we did. So, But if that pick is... If it ends up being pick one, that will be galling, will it not? Um, well, it, 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 in all honesty, it would be hard for me to make that comment because we've been really happy with Liam, so let's get that bit clear. Yeah, yeah. And, we've then, we've then got we remove it. him from that because it's unfair on him. Oh, it's very that's unfair. that's the circumstance. No, you're right, and we are talking about a 19-year-old kid, so you're right. And and for a 19-year-old kid, he's played some good footy this yeah. year. And the only consolation to a wooden spoon is you get pick one, who everyone believes rouse a generational player. Yeah. Yeah. It will be galling to miss that, will it not? Well, again, we've got we've got a player and we've got another pick. So, you know, in all fairness, it's hard for me to answer that question for a few years um, and to, to see what plays out. I mean, if if it's number one pick we give away and they win a brown low, uh, then yeah, it looks bad. If 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 we bring in someone at pick ten or eleven or whatever it might be, and, and them and Liam go on and win a couple of premierships with Carlton, then then I'm going to say I think I think it's been a good call. You sit in on the board meetings and, and you hear the, the rest of them discuss. Is the board aware of... Are they acutely aware aware of where the list stands? 
and just work what it should be doing, or are they like football supporters that can't understand why we don't win every week? No, they're not. No, they're not. They're they're a very they're a very in tune board, and I think while I get the opportunity, um, I think it's pertinent to to sort of try and understand the role of the board in governance and and managing the business. I think the current board under Mark has done an amazing job to stabilise the off-field part of the business when there hasn't really been a halo effect of winning to support that. Um, in years gone by, not only at Carlton but at other clubs, when the on-fields are not right, quite often you're forced to make significant cuts in the off-field because you haven't got on-field to support it. Now, we're in a position now that we can continue to double down. You know, we increased our investment in the soft cap by 1.2 million bucks last year. We can continue to increase that now. We can continue to move towards spending 100% of the cap and, in actual fact, paying some of the underspend that we've been able to secure over the last few years. Now, in 2015, I can only speak for the club I work at, but at the end of 2015, um, we wrote a $3 million loss and had to cut all that out of the operations of the business. And unfortunately, I think part of what we've seen in recent times is is, is, is an effect of that underinvestment. So the board deserve a lot of credit for getting the business right. Gross revenues up $4 million this year. We continue to invest. They understand the importance of winning, but equally they, un- they understand the importance of a strong off-field business, which is what we have been able to build, even under very difficult circumstances. So your dealings with the board... Um You'd come from Richmond and you'd spoken about that experience previously. Brendan Gale had time to do a review and find out if his coach was still the guy. Very successful case study. Collingwood, again, they have time to do a review, find out is Buckley still the guy. Did you have the benefit of time to do a review or did the board say to you, now's the time? No, no, no. We, ever, ever since I started, the, clearly the board said when I came in because we weren't coming off great years then either. We were coming off six and seven wins. They wanted to understand how we could build a better football program. So that's been a process that I've been undertaking ever since the day I walked in. Um, and there's been a lot a lot of change. We brought a new head of football in um, in, in August last year. Um, we went and we felt the need to do a review of our high performance, where we also felt the need to bring in some technical skills and abilities to confirm for us whether we had the right processes and the right people. As a result, we made another big change with Andrew Russell. We made changes within within the operation within the operational part of the business at the end of the year. We've been working on a review of the coaching and development program all of this year. Equally, we're working on you know recruiting and list management. Um, so that that's that's been going on all along. Some of those other examples you gave, in particular the, the Richard one, that was sort of a moment in time. Yep. Let's draw a line in sand. Let's review the whole thing. Whereas we've decided to chunk it and been continually working on that. So you knew Brendan Bolton wasn't your guy when the board said to you. We have to move. When they said that we think the wins and losses is becoming too much, I agreed with them. Kane Little, the chief executive of Carlton with us. Uh, That's the story as it is. The Blues play the Lions this afternoon. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.